Ainswell Boxing. You're welcome on in. Ireland's Boxing Weekly Podcast on all things amateur, professional, domestic and international. If you'd like to find a link for all the previous episodes on any platform or if you'd just like to keep an eye on our social media, you'll find all of that and more in today's show notes. Yes, you're welcome on in. As always, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be in your ears for this episode, number 182. And before I get into the content and all that's coming down the line, I want to give a big shout out and a thanks, as always, to our amazing sponsors. Irish Power, the best Irish energy drink, and as far as I know, the only Irish energy drink on the market. Put a proper pep in your step, whether you use it for pre-training or for Monday mornings or to even mix with a drink or two. Whatever you choose, go for Irish Power. It packs a proper punch. And also, Top Pro Boxing. Irish-owned, Irish-run company, Dublin-based. Mike is the man to go to. If you want wraps, if you want boxing gloves, if you want boots, if you want kit, t-shirts, sweatshirts, whatever it is you want, Top Pro Boxing are the ones to go to. Exporting kit to over 80 countries worldwide. Whatever it is you need, Top Pro Boxing have it. And what can I say about Violent Gentlemen? The best boxing-specific brand in the business. Boxing-inspired with a vintage concept. It's the brand that boxers all over Ireland are now starting to seek out and wear. Whether it's leisure wear, whether it's training wear, Violent Gentleman is based in Belfast, the best boxing city in the world, as everybody knows. And if you don't want to believe me, take a look at their website, www.violentgent20.com. Violent inside the ropes, a gentleman outside them. Behave accordingly. And right now I'm rocking the newest Enswell Boxing t-shirt and of course the Violent Gentleman baseball hat. The links for all these guys will be in the notes below today. And keep a wee eye on the social media over the next couple of days. There'll be a couple of competitions and a couple of giveaways where we're really delicious Irish power energy drinks to give away. All you got to do is like, share and be in with a chance then of having a little package delivered to yourself over the next couple of days. So here's how it's going to play out over these next few episodes where we speak with elite champions. Uh, some episodes will have longer interviews because some of the fighters are far more adept and far more comfortable on the mic and they'll chat away to their heart's content and you'll hear that over the next couple of episodes. I'm also going to give you the pleasure of listening to a lady who was labelled, and rightly so, over the summer at the Olympics as the mammy of Irish boxers. It's Anna Moore. She's a phenomenal lady. Her knowledge is exceptional. Her, her personality, her everything is exemplary and it's exactly what you want around fighters who go through all the emotions in the build-up to fights, whether it's make, wake, making weight, whether it's suffering losses or teaching them how to uh, how to behave when they win too. She's a special lady and I spent an hour on the phone with her and that's not bad. That's not bad because when we get chatting, we get chatting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break up the interview with Anna over this uh, couple of ep- episodes and I'm going to let you hear this lady because I think she's a voice that should and, and should be heard and needs to be listened to and I think it it always makes me smile when I when I when I talk to Anna and I think you're going to enjoy it just almost as much if not more than I did when I was chatting with her. So, with all the housekeeping done, how are you doing? You're looking a bit cold. You're looking a bit frosty. It's 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 starting to turn in. The evenings are really drawn in, aren't they? The fires are lighting, the feet are up, the telly's coming on. And uh, it's getting harder to get up, to get into the car, even just to go to the shop. Whatever it is, 
Stick with it. You'll you'll get used to it. Trust me, you will. After a few days, you will. And remember, no matter how bad it starts to annoy you or torment you or whatever the case may be, this time last year, you couldn't go anywhere. You weren't allowed outside, even if you wanted to. So at least we're on a, on the route back from there. Hard to know what to make of the boxing world over the last few days and weeks. The incredible reaction to the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder fight. I uh, got to hold my hand up here and um, and a mission. Uh, I had an episode done in the can for last week myself and Binny Fallen. Shout out to Binny in all the way down in Perth. Uh, had it recorded, had it almost edited, and I don't know what happened to it. It's gone. As I said to you the last few weeks, there's been gremlins here in this studio. And I'm, I'm looking around here as we speak, and I can't see him anywhere. But he's he's wreaking havoc. He has been wreaking havoc. And so um, we will get to a review of the Fury Wilder fight. But over the next couple of episodes, you're going to listen to the up-and-coming stars. Names, talents that you're going to see and hear an awful lot of by the time Paris 2023 comes around. Is it 23 or 24? 24. Last weekend in the stadium, as I said, incredible array of talent, incredible new champions crowned. I've had the pleasure of speaking with from maybe three, maybe, almost, yeah, three years ago. Casey Rock has won her way all the way up through, whether it's girl one, girl two, girl three. I think, I'm right in saying, she has around about 11 titles. And not bad going, but the the holy grail, the pride of place now must be, of course, her elite title that she won last Saturday night in the National Stadium in Dublin. And I was delighted to catch up with Casey eventually, eventually, this week. And we had a proper old chinwag. I have to say, uh, uh, it was just brilliant. It was really brilliant. And, and the smiles hi. yesterday and that cheeky comment on social media yeah. was priceless. <laughs> I know. First things first, I suppose. Uh, has it sunk in? Um, not really, no. Like, I kind of have to remind myself. You know, like, well, I, like, I obviously, you know, tell my dad every day I'm like yeah I'm really champion but um <laughs> which I think he's getting fed up of now it was funny for the first couple of days when he was like, yeah I know Casey but um no no it's it's great it hasn't sunk in you know I don't I don't feel any different but you know even kind of sparring I'm a bit more confident you know I'm like oh like I like I'm a late champion these these are not you know so if I spar if I've sparred anyone else in the, the last few days yeah, it doesn't go itself- that way that in itself is confidence. A, um, the confidence thing is a bigger thing because I think anyone that knows you as well would have known you'd be you'd be in introvertly confident and a little bit yeah. I've learned is you know what you can do you know how hard you work only you and exactly, your dad know yeah. how hard you work but yeah I suppose now it's become outward now you can say yeah look I'm here on merit exactly I went in there I did it you know fought for my club went out and I I won fair and square you know there was no kind of oh like it was a robbery like it was a stoppage so you know I. I was happy with my performance. I wasn't a hundred percent fit, but you know, I still, I still got there, and you know, that's the main thing. I'm gonna obviously progress in the next couple of weeks, months, and just keep on getting better, hopefully, um, and keep try, you know, keep on the level. I'm up there at the minute, so I need to kind of stay up there, not fall down. Take it back a little bit. I first spoke to yourself and your dad. I think it was. I, I remember clearly. It was Easter. About it was almost two years ago, and um, yeah. I was for of course at, at the beginning it was um it was your it was your dad I was chatting with of course about his career yeah, and everything exactly. else and then I realized and remembered it was yourself and from there it kind of the the silly Saturday night messages about him watching his uh, his Saturday night uh, TV <laughs> yeah. and, and it kind of grew from there so I had a particular fondness when I see 
when I see um when I see it just coming to fruition and I know the effort and I know I only know a little percentage of it so it made me really and I know the amount of boxing that there's very few young girls of your age that are as invested in it as the way of course there's yourself just Dana there's the girls that are in it yeah. but outside of that there's very few if any that that know what goes into it so at Easter that year you exactly. were you were making weight and I was I had to realise yeah. listen I better not talk anymore about Easter <laughs> um, I in, know in between that we've had lockdown we've had yeah the craziness that goes with that. How did that affect you and your routine and how did it affect life, I suppose, the real world? It was so tough. Like, obviously, so the lockdown hit. I was like, oh, Grant, you know, nice two weeks. We got the email from school. Okay, you won't be in for the next two weeks. I was like, happy days. You know, I was in fifth year. Like, that is grand. You know, don't need to go in for another two weeks. And then I knew it was like, come up to... Easter we had a week off I was like well, there was a week after the two weeks and then I would have had two weeks off for Easter I was like oh great if we get like an extended week that means we have five weeks off school you know like I was like manifesting this I was like this is great <laughs> and then obviously it wasn't great you know we were off school for what <laughs> nearly a year um and then obviously I had the leaving cert coming up so that was the following year so I just did my leaving cert there um in June just gone so it was tough that way you know with school and balancing school but it was kind of a blessing with the boxing so obviously I left but like there was no training I couldn't train I tried to train for the first like you know four weeks of the lockdown I was like yeah this is a great time for me to like get fit um but no it didn't I didn't last long I was like I'm gonna take a break I'm gonna take full advantage eat whatever I can and not have anybody to put me up on a scales and say you're overweight (laughs) so I just ate as much as I could and then I did I didn't train like that was not (laughs) I did not train at all and which obviously isn't good I shouldn't have you know done that it I definitely paid for it at the end but um so then I had more time to focus on school and the leaving cert which was kind of good then coming into sixth year I didn't have the side of like having to go training every single night which kind of worked out in my favor I did really well in the leaving cert and I'm in a really good course now I'm studying business and law and that's obviously going to be hard to balance with boxing now but you know I'm going to make the most of it but I think it really worked out that way for academic wise that I was able to put like 100% into you know my schooling and then then I could have both then so the the leaving starts over I never have to deal with any of that kind of stress again and now I can just focus on boxing I've my first competition back I'm obviously elite champion now and I can just keep going from there but yeah, no, I was, the training part was the worst, you know, I coming back then I had put on 15 kilos from, from the start of the lockdown. It, like I got on the scales the first night in my club and I was like 15 kg heavier than what I had left the club at the time before. So that was obviously awful. I didn't, I felt awful. I just needed to get back into training, back into full swing of things, eating healthy, going back and having a normal routine again. So I'm down 10 kilos from you know, after the leaving cert now, I've had to, it was a long journey of losing the weight, but I'm here now, I made it. I feel better for it. There's so much to unpack, I suppose, or to go into and all that, but I mean, from from experience, I've coached female football teams, the ladies' football teams over the years, and yeah. I know for a fact 
the difference between lads and girls when it comes to exams is polar opposites. When an exam, when an exam comes around, <laughs> yeah. there is nothing else. There is nothing else, you know. So I exactly. think you're being a little bit unfair on yourself when, like, it would have come first. You're, you're conscientious about your studies. Uh, it was yeah. a brilliant relief to get a little bit of time off. But I think it dawned on us, on, on you, the same as it did on everybody else intelligently. Yeah. That this lockdown thing wasn't going away anytime soon. It was, it was, um, exactly. it began to become... It, and it's, it hasn't stopped being a pain in the ass ever since. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's up there with Brexit as being one of those most annoying <laughs> yeah. words, you know. From that point of view, it gave the body and the mind a rest. It gave you a little bit of a lead time it into did, the leaving yeah. cert. And now you've got another headache. You're balancing the, uh, the, the full-time <laughs> yeah. college life, which congratulations, by the way. That's that's a <laughs> Thank you. huge achievement. Yeah, How I'm are you delighted. finding that right now at the early days? So I only started college last week and I got a sports scholarship into the college. So they said that they'd support me, you know, with anything if I had to miss lectures or anything throughout the four years, you know, that I was going to be in the college. So I was like, that's great. You know, thanks. Thanks so much. And then I'm in the college a week. You know, this is freshers week and I have to send the email. Oh, I'm (laughs) actually going to be missing next week. So I was like, oh, God, they're going to hate me already. You know, I'm going to be such a pain for them. And the email came back. They were like, that's brilliant like well there was no like okay we'll sort that out it was like that's amazing I'm going to let all your lecturers know of your like amazing achievement and like best luck we're going to send you everything through email you're not going to miss a single thing I was like god this is great yeah, that's <laughs> so it was, and that's what you expect they're Casey, really because, helpful because you're representing them now as well. I think the likes of Kelly and Katie over the last few years have now put it on a platform where it's more than just something people do for a pastime to keep the yeah, weight down. Yeah, everyone, everyone understands now like that there is, you know, Ireland's great at the boxing. You know, we take home the most medals from the Olympics every year. and So it's it's great. You know, people are kind of starting to notice it. I mean, listen, we can't not mention your cohorts who have come through that same. Yep. I mean, the diamond, as I call her, Dana the likes of Evelyn, yeah. the likes of Neve, who was close. Neve had her hands full exactly, with, with yeah. Sarah, but she she didn't mm-hmm. um, she didn't disgrace herself. It's it's a special no, time. She didn't it's a special great. time, isn't it? It is. So like, I know Neve and I are the we're this is our first year in the elites. Like Evelyn and Dana had their, you know, they did the elites just before the lockdown and they won. So they were the kind of newcomers that year. And so then Neve and I, this was our first year eligible to be in the elites. So we were like the youngest of the competition. So it was great. You know, I think there was only four um, in the in the final. So there's myself, Neve, and then I know there's Jack Marley from Monkstown and Jake Rappel as well from Monkstown. So they were, we were kind of the young ones that just stepped up for our first time in the elites. And, you know, we were all, we all got to the final. We were successful enough. Oh, and Eve Woods as well from Corinthians. She also won them at the 63 kilo. So yeah, we were so happy. You guys coming through now, the younger grunts, the younger ages, you're starting to raise the bar and you're bringing with it enthusiasm. I think if I was, I'd be like Stone Cold or the rock owner on the place with, a, with an Irish title. I'd be holding it over my head everywhere <laughs> I go. I'd be walking into the room, yeah. nodding my head and sticking my tongue out. You know, it's it's a, it's an incredible achievement. And I often smile when I see yourself and, and the girls and, and the lads playing it down somewhat. But I guess that's yeah. now, it's back to the grind, isn't it? Oh Maybe yeah, definitely. Level. Like we, Jane and I won the elites on Saturday night. So we had Sunday off and we were straight. So then, and then my coach, Paul O'Toole, he comments on my post, well done, champ, see you tomorrow night for training. I was like, sorry. Yeah. I texted Jane. I was like, are we back training tomorrow? And she was like, stop. Yeah. So then the two of us, you know, turned up to the club and you know, we've been back training the whole week, you know, sparring and stuff. So but it's great to get back. You know, it doesn't give you time to kind of lose the fitness or, you know, put on the weight. You know, if I 
smelt food coming up to a way and I'd put on a kilo you know like that <laughs> now I'm eating pizza and cookies and everything to beat the band and I'm still not putting on the weight which is which is great <laughs> but- okay so your way of life your mentality your outlook your 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 whole the way you live is is all centered around that and it, and people I always laugh people that don't know boxing or boxers comment about oh young girls and talking about their weight you, you need to park that when we're talking boxing because it's the, yeah. the scales is the only the other thing that yeah, goes everywhere with you it's like your phone <laughs> it goes everywhere you know it's uh... every night it's like what way do you say I'm like god don't ask me that people are like how do you do it but it's it's not even like you don't do anything bad to lose the weight eaters I just all I had to do for this fight and I lost I've lost 10 kilos now since July let's say the first kind of week of July and I was up at 75 and then 75 I think I was 75.8 the first day I went I was like oh my god like coming from a boxer that boxed at 60 kilos to see like 75 I was like oh no so you'd gone from essentially from a welterweight to a middleweight it's it's not ideal there's a lot of people went from being featherweight to bloody super heavyweight in that same time. Yeah, and I'm looking I know, at mates. Yeah. I'm looking at lads still trying to kick habits that they formed. I think the first couple of weeks I started having maybe a drink in the evening, maybe just to take the edge. I stopped it because I wanted to stop. I wanted to be able to say, I'm controlling this thing. It's too easy. But there's a lot of lads were filling bins at the end of the week. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. it's too easy. I was like me, like I, I could drive and I was like, oh, I'll just go to the garage. You know, like I would never think of going to, to like driving to the garage if I was in the car and going in again. I was like, I'll just get a bottle of Lucozade and a chocolate bar and yeah. a pack of crisps. <laughs> and we love the munch like, munch on special. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, that's, that was like the norm. And I was like, mm, Thursday, no school. No, I'll just have a takeaway. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like something that I'd never think of doing, but I was just like doing it for the sake of it. And then obviously my stomach must have like grown immensely <laughs> to be able to con- to like, have all this food. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I don't look any different. Like, I look, I look fine. And then now looking back at pictures, like literally from summer, just, just gone. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? I just, I don't know what actually got into me. I just chilled out for the whole time. And I said, nobody's going to bother me. I'm going to school. Then obviously we could go back to school. So back to school, I was like, yeah, oh yeah, we'll go to the shop after school. Like, you know, I was like, I, this is my first time ever that I could be like, oh yeah, let's let's stay out an extra yeah. hour after school. You know, I don't have to go home and go training. So I took full, I did take full advantage of, you know, not having the training side of it. I was like, oh yeah, you're going for a walk later. Oh, sure. You know, like, we'll I'll do that. You know, back, yeah. do you think, oh, we'll go to the shop, we'll go to the garage and get a little uh, three-piece munch meal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was probably the ringleader of like, yeah, let's get the food, you know. Or then we'd have study. So I'd be in study till nine and we'd get dinner and I'd be like, oh, you know, I have spaghetti bolognese for dinner that my mum has made me. Mm-hmm. Ah, will we just get a Chinese order to the school? And everyone would be like, yeah! No so, we'd all be sitting there like melee into a chi- like, <laughs> so. And then, obviously, I was one of the only ones that could drive. So the girls would be like, oh, do you want to take me down to the shop? If you drive me, I'll buy coffee. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, let's yeah. go. So <laughs> you, you know? get to live so, a little bit. I don't have any regrets, yeah. in fairness. I, I definitely took full advantage of it. And... The only thing I regret is putting on so much weight, but you know, we're working back. I've taken a lot of it off and yeah, I'm 10 kilos down now. It went to college, my first day of college because I've been just wearing, you know, training gear the whole like last couple of weeks, you know, training. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't really touched any of my clothes that I bought during the lockdown. And then I was like, right, I'm going to wear that to college, that to college. So I put on a pair of jeans and the jeans would not stay up on my weight. They're like go. wide jeans. Would not stay up. And I was, I was raging. I was like, oh, I love these jeans. I had you like three colors in them. I was yeah, too hard on myself. My mum yeah. was, like, was like, "That's great. We'll just you yeah. just get a new like sell them ones and you know you get a new pair." 
It allowed you to go in, Casey, to the exam year, to which would normally be, it'd be normally stressful, which would be exasperated by the boxing um, demands and everything else. It allowed you to go into that with, once a carefree, but with a clear mind, having lived a little bit like, like, a little bit like a normal teenager for a few months. That's the thing. There's a side of this story as well that I I, I don't broach, I didn't broach too early in the conversation because it's, it's, this is about you. It's about what you were doing. There's a legacy there and everybody that's anybody around boxing knows how special your dad is he, as a character. Yeah. Um, he's he's the Peter Pan of the boxing world. He never grows old for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah. I, I love his outlook <laughs> on things. I love how he, I just love the interactions with him. It's not just with me when he's on with Kev, when he's yeah. talking with Ray. He has a great, he has a great exuberance about him. He's a great, he loves the sport. That's going with you into the unit on Tuesday. Yeah. Has it ever been, or has it ever been difficult for Casey Rock to deal with the profile that goes behind her or is it just something that you've you've kind of grown used to no um i don't like what i was hoping for is not to be you know jim rock's daughter for the rest of my life like i want to kind of make it on my own so you know you hear oh yeah like jim rock's the only one is that's her you know but i I don't want that to be like that forever i want it to be like oh that's casey rock you know yeah not like obviously I know it's never gonna go away. Like it's obviously gonna be always. Well, you Jim wouldn't really have been honest. About <laughs> I wouldn't, it. You wouldn't want really it. want it to go away either. You no, know? obviously, it's... like it's that's my dad's the reason why I started boxing. Yeah. I would have obviously never looked at boxing yeah. if he wasn't, you know, who he was. If he if I didn't grow up watching him, you know, do what he does. So he's the biggest part, and he's the reason why I'm obviously here today. And even though he doesn't coach me anymore, he still has a big like part in it. You know, he'd he loves to kind of hear what I did in training. Oh, what you do today? Oh, how'd you spar? You know, you know, cause I train in Ennis Gary boxing club and I have my three main coaches there. I have Paul O'Toole, Ben and Darren and you know, they're great. So they put all their time and effort into us, but my dad would not be like, he wouldn't be coming up to the club and being like, Oh, what are you doing today? You know, like he'd, he'd let them just take full reign. And then he's just like, Oh, how'd you get on? You know, he's, he's not like in my face about it or he's not, asking a hundred questions or like what way are they teaching you or what way you know like he just lets he fully trusts them he said they're you know great at what they do I'm not a coach you know I'm I'm a pro boxer this is amateur boxing it's kind of different let's them coach me I'd be honest with you I sent him I I had a little message he messaged me actually about a poster he had found for Eamon Lochran and um, he was sending it up to him and Eamon messaged me to say thanks because Jim had it was just the fan in me is 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 jumping hula hoops when I see this and read these, you know, but I messaged yeah. back straight away and how are you keeping? How is everything with you? Are you all set for Saturday night? Because look, it'd take a fool not to know the importance yeah. of, of his little girl because you're his baby. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I know. And he just, as cool as a breeze and it didn't take time to think. It didn't think, she's more than ready. It wasn't about him yeah. at all. That's the, that's, that's the what class, he said. He know? said, like, you, if you want this enough, you know, you'll, you'll do it. You know, you've, you've got two hands. She's got two hands, you know, just just stick to your game plan and you know you'll be fine you know he's a, he wouldn't he wouldn't be dramatic or anything he's mm. cool as a cucumber about all these kind of things he's like ah she'd be grand and you the know? fact that he missed strictly come dancing on a saturday night to watch it that's something special <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know oh stop it he said he said he's sitting on the couch my mom was pacing up and down the kitchen oh, she's geez. like oh go on casey oh yeah. go on and he, he turned around to her she can he goes she can't hear you. <laughs> so, so he would just sit there in silence, you know, and, and watch and be like, oh, But yeah, inside, he's good. having the same reactions. It's just he's learned to man. He's learned ah, to, yeah. yeah. This is a big time. I mean, you're you're making that transition. Not only have you become a senior champion, you're now moving into the elite, elite bracket where you're going to be yeah, in with yeah. the, the best of the best training and pushing yourself, which is, I, I happen to think, 
I just have a feeling that it's going to be another step and you're going to flourish even more. I just, there, there's an edge. I hope so. That's yeah, the goal. I do think so. I do think so. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing it and watching it. But your own thoughts on it? Have you anything in mind or are you just going in with an open mind? Are you going in with... Um... I'm just going in to give it my all. You know, I'm going to obviously probably... We're not sparring this week. We got our timetable. So I'll probably spar next week. Um, And just kind of, you know, stick to the plan try not think that there's people there watching me just keep it you know calm I normally spar better than I fight because the pressure I get all stiff uh in the ring I kind of stiffen up a bit and you know whereas inspiring I'm kind of like I let the punches flow a bit more which is not good but I'm I'm getting there <laughs> it's my first fight back in a long time so I was happy with the performance but no I'm going into like just give it my all when you get to the final and the event of the final I mean it's it's totally different now, but I often talk about the nights going to watch this, and I'm sure you were there at different times as well. And the, the night when yeah, Mick Conlon yeah. and Paddy Barnes and Roy Sheen it was nights you wouldn't be able to breathe in the place. The atmosphere, the electricity in the place, the the, the noise. Yeah, the, it was probably just as eerie and just as intimidating for all the opposite reasons. It was quiet. That was the worst. You know, I love my family. You know, cheering me on, being like, "Oh, like, come on, can you, you, know, you throw a punch," and then you hear like every single uncle I have, like, "Yes, Saturday, <laughs> um, I can actually hear them because." There's so many. My dad has eight brothers. You so always hear they're your all, own. They're always hear your all own. boxing related. And I was like, I, that's what I kind of felt scared of. You know, them not not hearing the kind mm. of encouragement. But once I was in there, it was kind of like, you know, as if I was in water anyway. You know, no one could. Yeah. I couldn't hear anything anyway. I could just hear Paul. So it, it was, I was, I was a bit scared coming up to it, but it was actually fine. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. But I, I listened back to the commentary because like I'm lucky enough that I'm fluent in Irish so I was able to understand what they were saying the TG4 commentary so I listened back and I was like pausing and going back I was like what they say about me there <laughs> but um, they said that it was actually the quietest fight of the night that you know there was no one really shouting yeah. they're like Gee, oh god this one's very very quiet so I didn't I didn't realize when I was in there but you know looking back I was like I can hear every single punch being thrown yeah, and you had, the, but, I suppose it was there was a good, um, it was probably the best I've seen for a while. They had Sean Bond, of course, doing the commentary, and then they had Kenny. And yeah. They, had, that, they did it, it really good. well. Michaela was filtering in and out, and it was, um, they I think, did, yeah, I think, I think Michaela well. mentioned about 50 times that when she was at the Olympics, and I was laughing. It was like, we remember, we do really, <laughs> yeah. but it was brilliant. Like, <laughs> And uh, Egan with his usual wit and his charm and his um and his and his jokes and I just think I just think we're starting to see the relaunch of boxing here. To your credit, you're a part, a big part of a new wave that's coming through. All you deserve and all you need and all you've earned is your chance. And I think the rest then you'll do on your own. Yes, yeah, that's what I said. I said if they just give me a chance to yeah. let me up there, I promise I won't let them down. And of course, I couldn't speak to one member of the family without then speaking to the man who inspired Casey. He garnered. The, f- the support of the Dublin public. He had an incredible following. Uh, up there beside Bernard Dunn when it comes to the Dublin support and the Irish support, the noise in the arenas when he boxed was, was simply stunning and it was brilliant as always to catch up with Jim and get his f- his thoughts on his, his little girl uh, winning her first senior Irish title. It's changing quick, isn't it? There's a huge talent coming through. Yeah. You know, I think whether it's in snooker, whether it's in football, whether it's in GAA, you get a star and they're usually a star and like three years is their fucking, is yeah. their shelf life. You know, and like, unless they're really, really, really special. But in general, that's what it is. Now, but but the young ones coming through now, I mean, like you have to say, like Jack Marley, like geez, for a heavyweight to move like he does, to throw punches like he does, he's... He's rare. 
there's a nice little blend some real characters which is it, it's missing our boxing isn't it that's what Usyk brings to it he re- Fury brings it to it there's you remember Michael Watson even Eamon Lochran I was chatting to Eamon like there's there's so many characters and there were real strong characters but they were real back when we were fighting like we had to we got our name from fighting mm. whereas they're getting their name from fucking videos and TikTok. <laughs> from and your fucking... Saturday Night TV. <laughs> Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's the thing. They are, like, you know, like, they're known already before. Like, we had to make our name because of boxing. Yeah. She gave me a great scenario here. She was telling me about you and her mum were watching the fight at home. Is it easy to do? Was it tough to watch? Was it just the way it was? How did you handle or what did you? What were you thinking when you were watching her win the that's first title? Tough. It's no bother to me, you know, to watch it. Um, I don't get, I don't get, you know, like, me, I was sitting down. My <laughs> wife was standing up and she was fucking shouting to the telly, you know, and I got her to shut up. I said, you sit fucking down, will you? You know, she said, I'll use it. I said, sit down. I said, I can't hear you. She's on the fucking telly, I said. You know, but my wife gets very animated with things like that, whereas I'm very, I'm very calm. I'm very cool because, like, I know that no matter what I show or no matter what I think or like that, it can't, I can't do her any good because she's in there and she has to fight herself. So, you know, if she wants to win, it's not because I'm going to be shouting at her. It's if she takes the instructions in the corner correctly and goes out and applies them and and does the job. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of the times, as I always say, it's whoever wants to win the most. Yeah. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're a better boxer because um, sometimes the person who's super fit will break your heart and will make you make silly mistakes because you're pressurizing them and then you can capitalize on that. You know, it's it does there's so many factors come in to winning a fight. It's not just about being a good boxer. It's not just about being super fit. It's not just about being a counter puncher. It's a combination of everything. And then it's a combination of who you're fighting and does your style gel with theirs. I remember you telling me the first time I chatted to you when she started boxing first the idea was that she'd get a couple of digs and she'd give it up that didn't happen she kept going so your thinking then was well if she's going to learn she's going to learn from you and I think those traits came in because there's a few things you've said to me there about about um, wanting it the most about thinking clearly and everything else and you've obviously ingrained them in her from, from those early days Oh yeah but I mean like, her first trainer was Pete Taylor I mean Pete was her first trainer I mean Pete trained her every night in the boxing club in Bray it was only then, I always done our corner though, because I said to Pete from the start, I said, well, look, Pete, you, I said, well, I said, I'm going to do the corner with you. And Pete says, yeah, but you do the corner. And I said, I know I'll do the, I said to Pete, I'll do the second. And Pete said, I know, Jim, you're a dad. He said, you do a corner. He says, yeah, I'll do so Pete, so Pete done seconds once or twice for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I mean, like, that was fine. So, I mean, Pete trained her initially. And then, of course, like, I used to have her out running. She used to run all the time with me, like in the morning. She doesn't anymore because she doesn't like running with me. She says I run too. <laughs> you talk too run. much. <laughs> no, no. She says I run too fast. So like, it's too much of a hard slow when she's running with me. Yeah. Now of course I get tired and all that, but I'll just keep it up. I'll keep it up, and then after two or three runs, I'll be flying. Casey used to run with me every morning, and like up at before she went to school, like third class, fourth class, fifth class, up before school, run, 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 run. But then when she got, you know, when they get to about 12 and yeah. they start getting a personality of their own. Yeah, I'm not running much anymore. <laughs> I don't like running. I don't like running anyway. Yeah. I don't like running. You run too fast. Yeah. And you have me running up hills and you have me. But anyway, so like, <laughs> but, but for this, for the seniors this year, I mean, she was up at six o'clock in the mornings and she was in Debray meeting our trainer, Paul O'Toole and Dana. Dana. 
and they were running. You know what I mean? So which was grand. It's incredible to see them pushing through at the same time and then to progress on in this week into the elites and to be in there. It, it's an environment to have a lovely blend in there. They have a good blend of, there's a couple of them coming through new, but they'll also have the old heads. So it'll be it'll be another step on again for her. And, and from your own experience in the amateurs and then in the pros, when when you, when they come into a new environment like that with a, with the level going up and it was something else Eamon Lockern alluded to, having trained with you lads in John Breen's, he, he he went over and he was surprised how well he fitted in and how quick he fitted in in, in matchroom and was able to more or less not just follow the pace but almost set it. Is that something that they, they, does it take them long to adapt and does it depend on the personality when they get in there? Well, I think when you go when you go when you train in Belfast in John Breen's gym, yeah. which is which was which was Barney Eastwood's gym, so you train up there and you train in the heat. So there's super stairs on full blast uh, about two hours before you come into the gym. So when you get into the gym, it's like a sauna, and they stay on during your two and a half hours of training. So when you go up there at force and you're not used to that, you are dying mm. because it saps all the oxygen in the air. And they reckon the mentality behind it is that for every round you do up there in that gym, in that heat, in the sweltering heat, is the equivalent of two and a half hour, two and a half rounds in an open air arena. So we would never do any more than six rounds up there, even for world title fights. Never any more than six rounds. And then when you go out into your 12-round fight, well, you go out and the minute you go out into the arena, you don't get tired because your lungs can breathe yeah. so easy because you've got clear air. You have air that's not taken up by heat. And I mean, like, you just breeze through the 12 rounds. Like, it's I almost like altitude it. training, almost. Isn't it amazing to hear Jim say that? Just like our pal Wayne McCullough said recently, any of the top fights that he trained and sparred for, whether it was Prince Nazim Hamed, whether it was Eric Morales, whether it was Daniel Zaragoza, under Eddie Futch, he never sparred more than six to eight rounds, ever, even in the build-up to those huge fights. Yet you have some trainers who will push their fighter to the pin of their collar all the way up to fight week. It is like it. I love the cheeky little comment and the little post and the photograph of uh, she's she's been reminding you every so often about winning her elite title. It must have been a proud moment, having seen it from the beginning and probably seen more than what anyone else has seen. You've seen the lows, but now she gets to enjoy the highs. Special moments, aren't they? Absolutely smashing. And as I said to her, like there's, I'm one of nine brothers, and every one of us boxed. Every single one of us boxed. Now some of us not boxed, didn't box as well as others, but like certainly five or six of us were let's say Dublin champions a couple of, I was Irish champion my older brother was Irish champion and a couple of the other brothers were runners up in the Irish championships then I had my cousins like Robbie Murray out of St. Matthews they all boxed so you had Pads of Murray you had Robbie Murray you had Stephen Murray they were all in the seniors but never won the seniors and then you had the Summerses you had uh, Noel and Glenn and Summers they were my other cousins they never won a senior. So no one in the family has ever won a senior title. So she's the first yeah. of the family and the extended family. So like, it was a great achievement. It was an absolute smashing achievement. Um, and the fact that she's able to slag me about it, well, I, I wouldn't expect anything else from yeah. her because that's the way I reared her. Yeah. And, and if she didn't slag me, I think there'd be something wrong. So, I mean, she knows I'd always slag her because I do always slag her. I slag her about everything. So, I mean... If she can get a dig at me, yeah. I tell you, 
I loved it. it. I, ab- I absolutely loved it. And I smiled. And it was the first thing I said to her. The first thing I said was, before I said any more congratulations. And the second thing was, you got him back. And she just laughed. And she said, yeah. And I knew well because you could, the, the relationship is, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. And it's a, not just for you guys, but it's a special time to be, I suppose. Because you've, you've, I didn't realize how many of the girls she's boxed over the years. She's boxed the, the Blaney's and she's boxed against Evelyn. She's boxed against them all. And she boxed against them all again. But uh, it's, the, the the sites are focused now and, and Paris twenty one, it's not that far away. Is is it is it a realistic or is the does the shorter um the shorter cycle this time round, will that just go against some of them or is it up for grabs? Is the whole team up for grabs at this stage? Oh, I think it's up for grabs, of course. I mean like and of course because she's in the high performance now, as I said to her, listen, I says, You're gonna go up here, I says fifty percent of what you have learned up to now, you're going to be corrected on it. I said, you're going to be told, I says, that this is wrong, that that's wrong, do it this. Not that it's wrong, but you're going to be told to do things different ways. I says, so when you go up there, I says, no matter what they tell you, you listen, you take it on board, and you try and try and try to perfect what they tell you. I says, because, I mean, it's, it, you know, they'd have different ways of having them throwing their feet and yeah. throwing punches. Because you can see it with the amateurs when they go to these competitions. You know, it's real like, um, Eastern European, you know, like sometimes I just say when they try to counter punch, it does be nearly like a slap in a way. You know what I mean? It's the way they do it, but it's it's the effective way of scoring and it's the way that these competitions are judged and it's the way that the uh, high performance train the fighters and it's a, it's a proven method yeah. of boxing. You know, so I said to her, you just go up there, they tell you to do something, do it, practice it practice it I said even if you feel like you need you doing it because sometimes when you get taught, taught these new things it's so alien to you and you're used to doing it a different way you know you feel tick doing it and I said that you keep practicing practice 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 I said and everything will come to you know what I mean yeah. I said and let them see that you're that you're a hard trainer that you're a listener I said be polite be courteous I says you know what I mean I says because they look at everything mm. I said you it's a package they want. Like they don't want, they don't want. I said, I said they don't want the best boxer, who's who's ruined. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said like they want, you know, they want the best boxer, speaks properly. Yeah. You know, they want people. They want role models. I keep telling her anytime I chat to her, I consider her the Tracy Pickett of boxing. She speaks the best I've ever heard for a boxer, and she has oh, that. Yeah. You made a good point there, and I think that's something that this new Olympic team showed in the summer. And the last thing I'll say to you is, you're a proud Dublin man. You always were. You you wore it on your sleeve, and you, and you had sensational support. The Dublin crowd was just their magic when they get going. It's like one big voice. But it was it came together again in the summer. We probably haven't seen it since Bernard retired and we saw them coming together for the likes of Emmett Brennan and Kelly Harrington and the inner city Dublin shown in the way it should be shown they were special moments weren't they of course they were like they were like that was like hairs on the back of your neck yeah, real Dublin. you know what I mean and like and I mean like 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 Casey is like like sometimes Casey does be talking up at my mum's house and all that and I just see my mum and dad looking like you know <laughs> Actually, and I'm sure that you'd be looking like and saying, where the fuck does that accent come <laughs> where from? Where is that coming like, from? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like, I'm not a snob. My wife is certainly not a snob. But, you know, it's probably, you know, we 
I know it's school, I suppose, and everything else. We live well. That's it. We live in Grace Old, and she went to a private school, so it's nice. You know what I mean? It's a. It's something that like, as I always say to her, like. When I was growing up, like if someone spoke like you, Casey, I'd be like a fella, like I'd be sort of wanting to give him a dig. He'd be bullied. Thank <laughs> you, fucking snobby. But I mean, like, like that's just the way times change. And uh, but Jim, that's going to stand to her when she's wearing the singlet, when she's wearing the tracksuit abroad. She's representing, as you said, she's the full package. She can box. You can rely on them. And she's a she's a, a fully fledged square girl as well. You know. Yeah, I mean? she told me that too. Yeah, we were talking about inner city Dublin and the real. I, I consider my granddad's from the Liberties, and that's uh, he was he was like a second dad to me growing up. He was he taught me a lot and and taught me more than I realised. You know, when you get older and there's a lot of sayings you're all grand and nan used to say that it's almost like they mean more when you learn more, you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's life experience, but looking at inner city Dublin and the way it's, it's been much maligned over the years. And Michael Dara McCauley spoke well of it. He said that they haven't been represented enough on football teams or boxing teams over the years. And all of a sudden we get a leader, two leaders coming along. You know what that's like. You, you've come from those same places. So it, as you say, hair on the neck sort of thing. Yeah. Look at like Kelly, Han- Kelly is, Casey's in a group now. Um, they put it. I think they get they get put in sort of pods or something. You know what I mean? So Kelly's in her group and Amy Harrington, and I forget who the other two girls are, but the five of them. You know what I mean? So like I said to her, I said, "What a group to be in." Yeah. I said, "You're privileged." Jesus. She said, "Oh, they'll kill me." And I said, "Casey, you're up there to learn." Mm. I said, "No one's going to kill anybody." I said, "You go up there, you learn." I says, "I remember years ago." When I started boxing in John Brains, I was sparred in Crisanto, Espana. Ray, Ray Close was fighting um, uh, Eubank. And I was going up. And I was travelling up every every morning. I'd, I'd run in Dublin. And then I'd jump in my car and I'd drive to Belfast. Do my training. Drive home. So I'd be delighted going up. And then the minute start. And then I said, put the glove. And then I got this little fucking. I got this check of reality before. And I'm going to get bashed again. Mm. So I went in. And I went to tell you that I was. They were taking it easy on me, but they still knocked lumps on me. Yeah. And I remember, like, every day I was going up, and I was obviously getting fitter, getting stronger, but I, could, I was still getting a hiding every day. But after about two months of getting them hidings daily, 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 I came back down to me amateur boxing club in CIE, and I sparred against the normal lads who I sparred, uh, Dan Curran, uh, Brendan Bourke, um, the likes of Ian Timms, I think. He might have been a bit later, but anyway... I was like, we would always have competitive spars, but they weren't they weren't competitive anymore because I was used to these superstars, which they were. For example, mm-hmm. Spaniel mm-hmm. Richard Lovell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's Ven- he's Venezuelan. Oh, Venezuelan, so, he was yeah. So he and and um, Oscar Cheke and all that, you know. And next, so like, I was standing in front of them and they'd be throwing their jab, and I was going bump, slipping, slip, bump, bump. And then I, suddenly I just said to myself, Jesus. Something's changed. I, I am getting better. Yeah. See, I didn't think I was getting better because I was getting a tank and everything. So then when I went to Belfast the next day, so I'd done better sparring because I knew going in I was better. I was able to perform better because psychologically I said, I am at to get better because I know I'm out there bleeding, running rings around these lads in Dublin and probably sparred and instead of doing three rounds and then getting out, I was doing, yeah, three rounds, yeah, I'll do another three rounds of you there. Come on, get in. Because I was super fit. Yeah. So then when I went up there, I had a different mindset. And I was saying to myself, I am at to get better. So then I was able to perform better against them. So for, normally speaking, it must be so difficult for a parent to step outside 
the norm and look at a fight where your your pride and joy is competing for such high stakes who is competing to fulfil a huge part of, of her dreams if not all of her dreams certainly in sporting terms on that moment in those nine minutes to be able to remain calm and detached and to be able to uh, calm others down around him and also from a coaching perspective to have been there from day dot for uh, to be the reason that she laced up those loves to be uh, all those things considered to be calm to be cool to be collected enough to be able to just call it for what it is it's it's a measure of the man it's a measure and it gives you an idea as of the experience garnered by those at the very 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 top of this game but i also couldn't help think of a story I heard Peter Canavan speak of just after or just before the All-Ireland final this year. One of the interviewers asked him what advice did he give to his son in the build-up to the All-Ireland and what advice did they talk, what what points did they talk about and how did he guide him? And he looked a little bit puzzled at the interviewer and he asked, how do you mean? What, What do you mean? And the interviewer repeated his question and Canavan said, well, none, very little, we don't talk much. He says... He's got a team of coaches behind him. They've done everything they've had to do to get them to the point that they got to this year. So why would he interfere now? Why would he confuse matters? Why would he, yeah, just just confuse things? And I thought it was exceptional. I thought it was incredible for all those same reasons as I did with Jim. He's the man who's been there, done that, seen it all, done it all. Highs, lows and the in-betweens. But still is able to remain calm enough and detached enough to allow his son be coached by the coaches. There's a lot of Saturday and Sunday league football dads and mums could learn. I'm going to give you the pleasure of listening to a lady who was labelled over the summer at the Olympics as the mammy of Irish boxers. It's Anna Moore. She's a phenomenal lady. Her knowledge is exceptional. Her, her personality, her everything is exemplary. And it's exactly what you want around fighters who... Go through all the emotions in the build-up to fights, whether it's make, wake, making weight, whether it's suffering losses, or teaching them how to uh, how to behave when they win too. She's a f- special lady, and I spent an hour on the phone with her, and that's not bad. That's not bad because when we get chatting, we get chatting. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to break up the interview with Anna over this uh, couple of ep- episodes, and I'm going to let you hear this lady because I think she's a voice that should and, and should be heard. <laughs> Let's jump on this right now. They've got a very special leader. She's a lady close to your heart. She's, I would follow Kelly Harrington to war tomorrow. I would vote for her for president of Europe tomorrow. Never mind Ireland. This is what I'll tell you. Kelly Harrington, inside and outside, is the most lovely person you could ever know. She is a brilliant ambassador for Inner Dublin, but not just for Dublin. She is a great ambassador for boxing. It really boiled my frog looking at and listening to the immediate aftermath. Yeah. I thought I would go ballistic. Yeah. yeah. Leave her alone. Give her her moment. Why try to take yeah. her glass off of her mm. and mention Katie? Yeah. Why mention it? Why mention Katie had her day, fair play to her, brilliant girl. There'd have been no boxing, and I told you that before in yeah. the Olympics, only for Katie Taylor. But it's now Kelly's time as an amateur. Let her have her. Don't try to take the shine yeah. off of her gold medal. And that's what they did try to do. But thank God 
she was strong enough to stand up and as she said herself, money isn't everything. We, we spoke Anna at length the last time and no, very few, if any, will know these girls the way you know them. And I'm talking about the next crop that are coming, the special little ladies like Casey Rock, like Dana Morehouse. Oh, like pocket rocket. The little pocket rocket. I call my her the diamond, rocket. but she's your pocket rocket. But She's my pocket rocket. It was so fitting and it was so... It was, it, I'll be honest about it, I'm a big old softy at heart and, and there's very little outside of sport, I think, when it's pure and it's real, can get me. And I just thought, what a what a person it takes in that moment with everything going on around her and her mind going at 100 miles an hour for her to to do what she does. And only she could do it, I believe. Only Kelly Harrington could take that moment to think and think of the people that she sees yeah. as putting her there and to mention, I mean, rightly so, mention you, but... I know you probably will say, look, you didn't want it, expect it or anything else. But again, it just goes to show the measure of the lady she is, doesn't it? Exactly. She is a lovely lady. As I said, I've been through, I've wiped her tears when she left. (laughs) Not just her, the whole team. I I hugged her when she won. uh, You could see the photographs if you go on my page for I'm, and she said to me before she went in for the final, the first time she got to the final of the of the Elite World Championships, will you plait my hair for me, Anna? And I'm sitting inside in the dressing room and someone must have taken the photograph and I'm plaiting Kelly's hair for her. And the smile on her face said it all about what she was feeling before she went out for that final. That photograph, that moment captured in time, that smile that Anna mentions on the cover of this episode right here today. That's the moment that Anna speaks of. That's the moment where it really all started to go up levels, where Kelly Harrington began to realise, know and recognise that she's very much at home at this level. For her to mention me that time, I, I was so humbled by it, Al. I'm being honest, I was so humbled by it. I was sitting there on my own. My daughter was gone to work. I was sitting there on my own. And she was after winning and the tears were falling. And all of a sudden, she mentioned my name. And I said, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Am I hearing things? She could have mentioned Mandy, her partner. She could have mentioned her mother, her father. But that's the kind of a girl she didn't. She thought of me. You know, and I mean, I am so honoured by that and so humbled by it. I really, really was. Uh, while I'm here, sorry, just a big shout out to Anna Moore. Uh, She's one of the mammies of Irish women's boxing and she's been there from the start and she's always sending her love to everybody so I want to shout out to Anna Moore. There were moments in that fight, Anna, as you know from watching it and your experience, there were many moments in that fight where a lesser character, where a lesser person would have just said, listen, this is not my day, but that was never going to happen. Not with Kelly. Listen, I'm biased. I'm always going to be biased. Well, I'm biased as well. For any of my girls are, I'm biased anyway, but that's not the point. I, I was, I'm being honest about you, I was a small bit worried when she was going in against the French girl, the the, the professional. Yeah. Now, I knew she could beat her. I was below in our own club that morning and because I, I was he- I, helping out with the smallies and I was saying, like, you know, I was a bit nervous and I'm coming up the road and I get a message from her and um, she's saying it'll be different, you know, and I just sent her a message back to Kelly. You don't have to change anything. You're, you're going in there. She's the one that's frightened you. Yeah, you're reading between the lines, Anna. You've been around her yeah. enough times to know yeah. that the fact that she's reaching to you in those moments, because a lot of them will go, a lot of them have their different their different routines and what they look, but the fact that she's she's thinking about something and she's thinking enough yeah. to message you and you know yeah. that that reassurance 
makes a big yeah. difference. She's she's yeah. They yeah. they don't do anything by mistake. Athletes at no. that level are special, but this is a this goes this lady is beyond and and I I could never say enough about it. And I've spoken. And, and do you do you know that we say when she said that about me? I mean. Everything started happening. Joe Duffy was yes, ringing our yeah. TV, and here I was. Oh, sweet Jesus, what's going on? <laughs> what so done? I got on and I, I sent her a message, said, Kelly, what are you after doing to me? I said, Tell her what happened, you know. Many, as I said, many people would get lost in those moments. And to be fair to them, those moments are so rare. They're like hen's teeth. They don't come along that often. So you could probably say you could understand it. But as I said, it just signifies exactly what person this, this lady is. Exactly. She can take that moment. Exactly. And here's the thing. Right, everybody is going to say, and I'd be the first to say it as well. I'd be, you're looking at it long enough, and you're learning long enough, and you've seen the highs, you've seen the lows, and you say, it's so hard to do it once. It would be very, very interesting now because you will have her and Amy Broadhurst. Amy Broadhurst has won multi gold medals at Europeans. She's never won a world's youths or juniors, she's never won a medal at worlds. Uh, but she did at, at something, I can't think what it was now, was a bronze somewhere. Was it a bronze? Bronze, no. But the thing about it is, I'm being honest, at this moment in time. What's Anna going to tell us? Well, you're going to have to listen to the next episode of Enzo Boxing, where all will be revealed. Also on that episode, I'm going to speak with JP Kinsella of Monkstown Boxing Club and the three lads who lit up the stadium in the recent elite titles, Jack Marley, Jake Rappel, and Sean Murray. JP will tell us all about the highs and lows of a club which has seen some really, really dark days. But right now, it's just on the crest of a wave. And just before I sign off, two little notes from the conversations I had with Jim and Anna. You'll notice when I mentioned to Jim about Casey winning her first Irish title and how special it was, you can hear the smile. You can feel the emotion. And when Anna speaks of that moment when Kelly called her name and the tears dropped. You can feel the emotion. You can almost see the hair rising on your arm as she says it. That's about it from me and them until then. Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget to share the episode. Don't forget to spread the word. There's an extra coming up this week where we're going to have a look back over a two weeks that has reshaped the heavyweight boxing division. We're going to hear from Jerry Cooney. We're going to hear from Wayne McCullough. We're going to hear from Big Nile Kennedy. And we're going to hear from some opinions and thoughts of you fellow listeners. From me and them until then, stay safe, stay sane, and smile. Don't forget, all's well that ends well.